Good morning. It is very good to be able to be here and to be able to celebrate and remember our Savior coming to earth for the, the first time in human flesh. Um, it is a Merry Christmas. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but the next time, I think, if I'm accurate in the math because of leap years and everything, the next time that Christmas falls on a Sunday is 11 years from now. Um, so uh, if you're here and you're worshiping with your family or whoever you're with, you know, just savor this and savor this time as we gather together on a Sunday to celebrate our Savior coming in human flesh. Well, here you might have noticed these candles here, these Advent candles, and they represent even the weeks that we have gone through the past few weeks. Um, where we have shown and, and looked in the scriptures to see how Jesus is the fulfillment of hope and love and joy and peace. And today, this morning, we get to light this candle, which represents Christ. And so we celebrate as Jesus is the fulfillment of all of these, he came in human flesh and dwelt among us. I don't have more slides this morning, so if you're note takers, this might be a little annoying to you. Um, but I think that the idea of this morning is, is very simple. Um, that Advent, Advent meaning that God the Son came in human flesh. Advent is God's incarnate message, do not fear. And then you say that again. Advent is God's incarnate, in the flesh message of do not fear. Maybe you know this, maybe you don't, but the most often repeated command in the scriptures, the most often repeated command in the scriptures is some variation of fear not, don't be afraid. We live in a world that is inundated with fear, don't we? We live in a world where people mask their anxieties, but, but so many of us deal with anxieties, worries, fears, what's going to happen. Even in this Christmas season, many of us here have gotten sick. Some of us in our own church family have had accidents that could have been deadly just over the last couple of weeks. And then maybe some of you, you've had news from family and friends that have been heartbreaking. I'm thankful that the Bible doesn't ignore our fears, aren't you? But we wake up today, maybe, maybe you woke up this morning all with, with happiness because it's Christmas morning. I know I did, even though I got fewer hours of sleep, I still was awake and I wasn't annoyed. And I got up. And I went upstairs and I saw the lights on the tree and I saw the presents and I'm anticipating the good food and I make my French press coffee 
and all these things that are just delicious and wonderful. And then, of course, seeing my children as they're ready for the morning and they're ready to open the stockings. You know, we, we love, many of us love Christmas Day and Christmas morning because of the, the feelings that come along with it, the sentimentality. But I can't help but wonder if many people in our day, that they use Christmas celebrations and presents, they use that simply to anesthetize themselves against the realities of the world. In other words, Christmas becomes a day where we can just ignore our problems. It's one day where we can just kind of be happy and pretend. But that's not the message of Christmas. The message of Christmas is not, praise God, he ignores our problems. So if he can ignore them, you can ignore them. So don't be afraid. No, God comes in and, and, and confronts the problems and speaks to our fears. Jesus didn't come in human flesh to ignore fear. Jesus came in human flesh to destroy fear. Recently, I learned that actually in the accounts of Jesus' birth, the phrase fear not or do not fear shows up on four occasions. Every time, it's spoken of by the lips of angels. Don't be afraid. But they don't just say, don't be afraid. Come on, get over it. Don't be afraid. But they give reason to not be afraid. The four occasions that the angels speak is the first one is to Zechariah about his son John's birth. And then the second one is the angel speaking to Mary about her pregnancy. The third one is the angel speaking to Joseph about Mary's pregnancy. And then the fourth one is the angel's proclamation to the shepherds. And all I want to do for the next few minutes is comment on these four, these four incidences to be reminded that Advent is God's incarnate message to not fear. So I want to comment on the first one, Zechariah. And I'm going to read from the scriptures, and you simply listen as I read. Now while he, Zechariah, was serving as priest before God, when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and to burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord, and he must, for he will be great before the Lord. I'll stop there. Zechariah, a priest. And he and his wife had prayed for a child for what it seems like for years or decades even. And Zechariah, seemingly by chance, enters in. It's his turn to go into the temple with the incense, and an angel appears. And that's always 
for human beings, always throughout the scriptures, that is a fearful occurrence. I mean, we, we gen, generally, when we don't feel like we're in control and we think something could go bad, there's fear, right? Yeah? And so we could understand Zechariah's response that all of a sudden he's afraid, what's going on? I'm going to die. And the first response of the angel is what? Do not fear. Why, why should I not be afraid? What is this thing? Don't be afraid. Why? It's almost like the angel gives uh, uh, responses that end up culminating to a peak. The first thing is, God has heard your prayers for a child. How glorious. Then, then it's not just that God has heard your prayers for a child, but this child is going to be the prophet that was prophesied to come that's going to, that's going to speak to the people. Whoa, my child's going to be a prophet of the Lord? There ha God has not, God has been silent for hundreds of years. Zechariah's son is going to be this? Which prophet? It's the prophet that's going to prepare the way of the Messiah. This is the greatest prophet of all time. Don't be afraid, Zechariah. It, ultimately, I think it is don't be afraid because the Messiah's coming and your son's going to point to his direction. It's an astounding message. The angel has come. God is, God is speaking to his people. God never forsook his promises. God always keeps his promises. Amen? And even if it seems God is silent for hundreds of years, God, God is continuing his work. So the angel speaks to Zechariah. Then we have another scenario. And I'm going to talk about uh, Joseph. The angel speaks to Joseph, and what, what we hear is, of course, Joseph is struggling with, do I stay in this relationship or not? Because Mary's pregnant. But we hear this struggle, Joseph being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now in this situation, Joseph has fear, and we're told why he's fearing. It's not because the angel appears to him. The angel says, do not fear to take, do you remember the rest of the line? To take Mary as your wife. Why would Joseph fear to take Mary as his wife? Because how did she get this baby in the first place? What's been going on? And in that culture and in that time, how people would, would look down and shame the others. And how in the world could Joseph stay married to, uh, to this woman or continue on in the consummation of this marriage when, when you have no idea where this baby came from? There's going to be a lot of problems that are going to happen societally 
because Mary is pregnant out of wedlock. The angel knows Joseph's fear. It's the biggest question in Joseph's mind. And he says, don't fear to take her. Why? Why? Because that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. This is a miraculous birth. And then she will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Joseph, being a just man, we're told, he had to have known his Bible, and he had to have known what this meant. The Messiah, the one that's been prophesied for millennia, this one is, is in Mary's womb. He's going to save people from their sins. This is the... Oh, I don't need to be afraid. Now, now, by the way, the angel stating these things, does that mean that Joseph and Mary's circumstances are all going to miraculously change because they have the baby in the womb? No. We know more of the story. Circumstances don't necessarily change. I mean, even after they have the baby, they have to flee the country because what's going to happen and Herod wanting to kill the children. But the, angel, the angel's statement is still true. You don't need to be afraid. Don't be afraid. Because there is a salvation that's coming that is greater, greater than any temporal fear. We go on to Mary. The angel came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Advent is God's incarnate message. Don't be afraid. To, to, to Mary, the angel starts off, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. That's how he starts the statement. And yet she's still afraid. She's still afraid, even hearing this, this statement, favored one, the Lord is with you. But the angel says, don't be afraid. Why? Because she's been graced by God. By the way, that term, oh, favored one, can literally be translated, oh, graced one. She's been graced. It's nothing that she's done to earn this. It's all grace that she's been given. Then the angel adds that she's going to give birth to the Messiah. And in that announcement, the angel pronounces the kingdom of this Messiah. The child's going to reign over a whole new creation. Just like in Genesis 1, the spirit hovered over the waters and there was a creation that happened. Now the spirit has hovered over her womb and there's a new creation with the king of that new creation being first. And he's come into this world. He's going to reign over all. 
Don't be afraid, Mary. Don't be afraid. Even though Mary could experience ridicule and shame, and by the way, you, if you read in the Gospels, you still hear the statements of people and their conjectures about Mary's pregnancy. And yet, do you remember what Mary's response is? Let it be so according to your word. All the fears that, and, and, and trials and difficulties that can happen in this life pale in comparison to the glorious joy of the Messiah coming in human flesh. He quenches fear. And then we finally have the shepherds. Jesus is born, and we read, in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. An angel appears to shepherds. And what is the response of the shepherds? They were filled with great fear. Can you imagine that feeling? Have you ever had situations before where you felt that you're just full of fear? They're filled with fear. And the first response of the angel, again, is don't be afraid. Fear not. Why? Why shouldn't I be afraid when I see this? This angel seemingly coming out of nowhere. Because they're bringing good news of great joy for all people. What is this good news? Today, in the city of David, in Bethlehem, the Savior, who is the Messiah, who is God, is a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a feeding trough. What? This is good news. This is good news of great joy. Why? Because this Messiah has been prophesied not only to come to this earth, but this Messiah was prophesied to come to this earth and live the perfect life that human beings could never live. The life that Adam failed to live as the representative for human, humanity, Jesus came to live in perfection. And then Jesus came also not only to live in perfection, but then on the cross to take the punishment that our sins deserve. 
And in taking the punishment that our sins deserve, Jesus satisfies. Jesus satisfies the justice of God. And then Jesus rises from the dead in order to conquer death. This is why Jesus came. This is, this is gospel. That's what good news means. This is good news of great joy. The Messiah has come in human flesh to live in this broken, fallen world and to conquer it. And Jesus did in his first advent. It's good news of great joy. So the angels, it says, it says then after that angel spoke, all of a sudden the sky is filled with angels saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And I know I mentioned this last week, but I'll say it again. Who are the people God is pleased with? Well, the Bible says, apart from faith, it is impossible to please God. The people that God is pleased with are the people who say, Lord, I can't save myself. God, I can't do it. God, I need you. I need the Messiah, Jesus. And then, if that's you, you have peace. You've received the good news. And you actually have great joy, so you don't need to fear. Now, you, you could say, whoa, 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 whoa. But this world is still broken. If you were paying attention to Jonathan's prayer of confession, he, he said what, what I also want to add here. It's in Bethlehem that these angels are saying peace. And it's in Bethlehem that all the children under two years old are slaughtered because of Herod. Where's peace? Where's the peace on earth? You might wonder the same thing. Living in our day, where's the peace on earth? Did Jesus really conquer? You see, I hope that you remember that as we've been going through this series over the past few weeks, as we've been going through Advent, we have seen that the first advent of Jesus shows us that God keeps his promises and also gives us hope for the second advent when Jesus fully fulfills everything. And there will be no more sin, no more sorrow, no more shame whatsoever. But I also want to say, as we look forward to that second advent in this life right now, because of who Jesus is, he he can and does give a peace, a joy, a love, a hope that really does go beyond understanding. If you haven't trusted in Jesus Christ, you could say, how can I have peace? How can I not fear just by trusting Jesus? I can't really totally explain it to you. Just like I can imagine Mary can't fully explain how she could say, let it be so. But God can and does grant a greater hope than what the world can offer and a hope that is so great that even in the midst of the brokenness and fallenness of this life, we can hear him say, don't fear, and we can be comforted by him. Advent is God's incarnate message. Do not fear. Do not fear. Praise God. He doesn't ignore the living here, the brokenness here, but instead 
that he has sent his son in order to bring new creation. Praise him. Amen? Amen. And so as we even conclude our time together this morning, I'm going to play this video, and most of you are probably familiar with this song if you're here at this church. Um, And it's not totally a Christmas. It doesn't seem like it's totally a Christmas song, but it is a song that recognizes this in-between time of Jesus' first advent, and we anticipate the second advent. And so it's that Andrew Peterson song. Do you feel this world is broken? We do. Is all creation groaning? It is. But Jesus is worthy. He came, and he's coming again. So you can, if you're not familiar with this, you can feel free to just sit, watch. If you're familiar with this song and you want to sing along, that's great too. And if you know this song and you simply want to drink it in, feel free to do that as well. But uh, go ahead and click to the song. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Amen.